Coog's house. The Houston Cougars seem determined to have a quarterback controversy going on here. Why? You are Locked On Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked on Cougs, the daily podcast about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Answers to break down all things Cougs. If you're a fan or just a hater who can't step by, please be sure to subscribe down below the way you on the Cougs in your news feed each and every day. We appreciate you making Locked on Cougs your first listen of the day. Welcome back to the YouTube channel. That's where you found us. It is so good to see you again. Remember to hit subscribe because we're giving a giveaway every 250 subscribers. Our next one is at 1750. We're just over 1600. So make sure you hit subscribe to get us there and like and comment on the video to let us know you're in the contest. If after watching today's video about quarterback controversy just so put off and you don't want to talk about it anymore, tell us down below. First of all, I'd recommend actually going out and checking out the other YouTube video today is all about the basketball schedule released on Tuesday. But if you've done both of those things, you're like, I don't know what to say anymore. Tell us down below how many holes you think a straw has. Now, as I back over a second, talk some about today's topic. This is a bonus episode. And so it's really just one question to answer. Is there a quarterback controversy in Houston? Now, I am on the record as being a Donovan Smith fan. I've enjoyed watching him play football for the Houston Cougars, and I feel like, based on some comments, not all of you do. That's your prerogative. I think he's been a very interesting and fun watch for the Houston Cougars, and frankly, there's been a lot of growth moments I've seen already. I think they're kind of starting to find things. He does what we talked earlier this week on Tuesday's episode about the strength of the short game. We've talked throughout the season about using his legs more as a weapon and that he, you know, learning when to and not to ditch the box count rules and those kinds of things. And that's getting accustomed and comfortable in offense and those things grow. And frankly, with the exception of when he's running around like for his life against TCU, you've seen growth in him across the season. He's offering with the least time to throw the football at any year of his career, 2.72 seconds, one of the lowest numbers in the entire Big 12. He also is working with his head, is working with, sorry, he is also working with a very talented receiver group that's had trouble catching the football this season. Um, and his like adjusted completion percentage is actually off the charts good. I say that to say that this controversy comes in because of two things. One, OELA is a really, really cool guy, it seems. We'll get to more than that in a second. Um, and two, Houston's sitting at 500. And when teams are 500, there seems to be kind of two things to say. One, change the coach. We've all heard you say that. You've said in the comments on everything I've ever posted for basically the duration of this show, the entire time, right? There's that comment, that strain of thought, that, et cetera. The second most popular thing to do, if you can't change the coach, change the quarterback. That's the, just the, the natural flow of things. The most popular person in town in a 500 team or on a 500 team, I should say, is the backup quarterback. That's just how it always is. So there's some of this that feels natural. And if you're new to football or if you're, you know, a Houston Cougar fan, it's really a basketball person picking up football. Or if you're, you know, recently had your son or daughter go to U of H and trying to pick up what's going on with sports teams. Or if you are a new student, like, this is not that uncommon to have people want the back quarterback in. However, the interesting thing in this case is that OELA is only 
the bend the back of quarterback for roughly five minutes. I say that to say that we heard a lot about a quarterback competition, at least in theory, between Donovan Smith and Lucas Coley over the course of the offseason that ultimately landed in Donovan Smith being the starter. Coley had been here a year longer, but Donovan Smith had big 12 starts under his belt, and that confidence and, frankly, the you know work day-to-day kind of stuff that that brings, I think, played a big role in him getting the job. ULA was the third string until very recently. Last week, we talked about him being moved in the second string spot. If you go back and check the season previews, you'll hopefully pay paying attention. I had heard some whispers that ULA had a great summer in camp. Um, I didn't know it was this kind of good summer in camp, but I'd heard that back then. And so I think I even gave him a little bit of a shout out back in those episodes. I guess you can go back and call me on it if I'm wrong, but I, I, I can, I'm not going to pull the text message and tell you who said it, but um, people were impressed with him over the summer. Clearly so much so that it's continued to grow. And now he's the second string quarterback. Um, who is we, we is a coach's kid. Uh, that graduated high school in the spring of 2021. If you notice, that means his senior season, like most kids in the class of 2021, got lost more or less to COVID. I know in my coaching career, we played all of four games that season with help, not even because any, you know, we're, we were allowed to play as many. We just had people sick all the time. We couldn't play, right? Um, in his case, I guess being in, in Carson, California, it's a little different. Um, kids were not able to play in the fall of 2020 in 2019 though, his junior season, he actually broke his leg. Um, if I'm understanding the injury, right, broke his leg and missed the majority of that season played in just over four games and like a little bit of the fifth game um, of that junior season. If you're following quarterbacks, you know that very few have tremendous sophomore season. The guys that have tremendous sophomore seasons are the, you know, Trevor Lawrence is the bunch. Like, yes, those are incredible stories. They do happen. I don't want to act like they don't, but it would not be realistic to expect we to have a Division One scholarship based on how little tape he had coming out of high school. He ended up going to uh, junior college or going that route and played at junior uh, junior college at Golden West in Huntington Beach, California. While there, he was also not the starter in uh, his lone season playing football games there. Um, he got, I think it was gray shirted his year before, um, his lone season playing football games there. Um, he actually didn't start the first handful of games. They got blown out. He came in, he played well, does sound familiar. Um, and then he gets promoted to the starting role or the course of his next, I think it was nine games there. Uh, sorry, next 10 games there. He threw 54% completions for just over 13 100 yards and 12 touchdowns. So again, nothing to scoff at by any stretch. Pretty strong and solid um, across a fairly talented Southern California Junior College League, right? Um, at Houston, he comes to Houston, a uh, big-time scholarship for the kid. Everyone's excited about him. He's a coach's kid, like I mentioned at the top. It's easy to root for him. He comes to Houston, um, has a great spring uh, – sorry, a great summer, I should say. signed in uh, in late spring. Had a great summer. Um, and has thus far thrown two passes in a Houston Cougar uniform. One was a trick play, air quotes, where he was one of two quarterbacks in the field at one time. Um, and in his own words, he aired it out and didn't see the safety coming from across the field. It's kind of lucky that it was incomplete. And his other pass, uh, and again, in his own words, he didn't realize that Stacey Sneed was going to take to the house. He hit him on about a 16-yard slant, and Stacey Sneed went the other 42 Yards. Now, I want to talk some about why we have his words on both those throws, but that's how we got here is we got to this point where 
people have seen two throws from we and want to see a major, major change, which is interesting, but not quite as interesting as this new thing my family and I are doing a lot more of, and that is using DoorDash for deliveries. Now, DoorDash for deliveries is a thing that you've probably like wanted back a couple of years ago, but you didn't realize that they were going to expand. DoorDash has recently expanded and now does deliveries from your grocery stores all over your city or town. Uh, if you burnt your last piece of toast, you need some extra syrup, you didn't have enough eggs, need some more sugar, whatever, you can go to DoorDash and get it delivered to your door through trusted delivery drivers. Uh, you trust DoorDash to deliver your favorite restaurants, and now you can get grocery delivery as well. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. Want more value? You can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all as of orders with a Dash Pass membership. Get 50% off your DoorDash order up to $20 value when you use code Locked On College at checkout. Limited time offer, turn fly. That's 50% off, up to $20, no minimum so total, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app on the App Store and enter code Locked On College. Don't forget that's Locked On College for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. All right, so I mentioned that we got here because we have we uh, lay his words, um, and I think that the interesting part about this quarterback controversy that people are drumming up here is that um, it stems from those two passes, and then there kind of seems to be this like feeding of the beast here a little bit. Um, he has been featured fairly prominently in social media postings and stuff like that because people are celebrating his loan completion. Um, people are really, really celebrating his, he ran around like a chicken's head cut off because he's playing with, um, I would say it looked like pancake kind of looks the real deal, but otherwise a, a backup group of linemen and he goes to run away from the defensive line. Um, you know, honestly, that's what he was doing. But, uh, if you were impressed by that, but this week on Tuesday, he was one of three players that got to speak to the media at media availability for the players. Um, that was redundant, but you catch my drift here. Um, and it's interesting that you have him at the podium. First of all, I don't think it's very common that you have backup quarterbacks at all at the podium across all of college football. Admittedly, I've been working this angle of the Houston Cougars for almost a year. I was really just a fan before that. Um, but it's interesting to, for sure to see this idea that we're going to put backup quarterbacks at the media availability, especially guys that just got here in May. It's not like he's a long-term guy that's a fan favorite from his time here. It's not like he's a gadget guy that has a package for him on the goal line. This guy that just got here is throwing two passes. And he had his own time at the podium on Tuesday. Now, I loved him at the podium. He's a very casual in a good way. Um, he didn't look super comfortable but he definitely was like confident in what he was saying. Um, and frankly, like you don't have to be an extrovert to be a tremendous football player if he's more of an introverted kid as we're getting to know him better. Um, but he was very open and honest with the porters. Um, and it's just the only weird thing to me, really, was that the backup quarterback's talking to the media. And that's not to say that Donovan should have to talk as a starting quarterback every single day. Frankly, there are times I want to hear from Nelson. There are times I want to hear from Matthew. There are times like I, I get that, but it was interesting to have that perspective because we don't have a whole lot of backups offering perspective in these moments. I think there's a clear element of hype here surrounding it, and I think that's to say that um, people are really, really eager to see Houston do well, and that's a good thing. 
they see a new quarterback as a way to make that happen. I guess I get it, but I don't think there's a, I think there's some element of baby and bathwater here, right? I think that it would be rash to just move on to someone who's thrown two good passes and start a new quarterback controversy on the heels of an older one, right? When you're looking at a, frankly, a guy that started Big 12 games before going into the Big 12. Houston plays Texas Tech this Saturday. Houston probably should have beaten Texas Tech this Saturday a year ago. Houston did not beat Texas Tech a year ago because of one Donovan Smith. I know things are not that simple. I know things are not that crazy. I know things will be this incredible level of chaotic come Saturday with Donovan Smith there. But I also know in watching him play that I've seen him get better each week. And I don't know why that would slow down. I don't know why if we're, frankly, making changes in the offense that I think are positive ones that shape his game, why we would be looking to do things differently. And perhaps furthermore, I don't necessarily understand the rationale behind doing it after a single two pass. I've seen the comments. I've seen the comments. People are like, well, Nick Saban went to Tua Tagovailoa after Jalen Hurts got them to the national champ. And that's, that's great. Those guys are both playing like all pro quarterbacks at the NFL level. It's not that Jalen Hurts is bad, folks. It's because Tua Tagovailoa was different. They did different things with him, and Georgia wasn't ready for it. Right? I guess this is a, a wild card play, and and – if that's what you got to go to, it's it's one way to go about it. But Jalen Hurts was not a bad college quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback in the NFL, right? That that seems like a moot point. If if Donovan Smith becomes Jalen Jalen Hurts, we're doing okay, right? If they were to both become Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa, you're absolutely right. We got quite a predicament on our hands. Those are two guys that are playing with all pro quarterbacks right now. That's a horrible example. Um, I look at this really more as like. You know, every other team in America, as I opened up with, that is 500 or below, trying to figure out a way to spark some juice. The interesting thing to me is, is that I kind of thought they found that juice when they found the rhythm and things they were good at. And those things were things that it appeared Donovan Smith was pretty good at. Um, you know, we as a lefty, a little bit different skill set, and watching some of those high school tapes trying to get ready for this, I do think it was a lot of zip on the ball but he is much more of a traditional RPO kind of guy with quick, we called him glances, glance routes on the backside, uh, which is like some people call it a skinny post. Some people call it a, a 12 yard skinny post. I mean, there's all kinds of, like, a glance is just a route concept from backside of stuff on RPOs. Um, and I think it's really good at that throw. Really, really good at that throw. Frankly, it's not unlike the throw that he made to Stacey's need. But also, how many how many times has Donovan Smith had Stacy Snead live in the slot and hit on slant? Right, the concept was different. I don't know that it's necessarily an apples apples thing there. Um, I I don't mean this to say, and I'll, I'll wrap up here because this is a bonus episode, it's not a full length episode. I want we to be really good at football. I, I don't I don't hope that this does not come off as anything else. I love for Houston to have multiple good quarterbacks, and I think there's a world where, frankly, we as just a sophomore. Uh, Donovan Smith is a junior, right? They each have successful careers at Houston over the course of the next three years, uh, interspersed with one another, right? Frankly, uh, we heard Dana Holgerson mention that you wanted, he wanted to have two quarterbacks because those guys do get hurt, right? Um, and frankly, having guys to back up means you might actually run the other one more often. Um, 
And frankly, there's some world where those guys are both good and paved the way for Jameson Kitna to come in in the fall of 2025, even if he has a red shirt and so on, right? Like there is a way that this does leap start this, jump start this, leapfrog this, and get things rolling. There's a world where this does lead to a great generation of using quarterback play, not unlike stuff we've seen before. However, I just don't know that I'm ready to completely scrap what's been being built over two passes, especially when this is where you and I may differ. I'm kind of a f- fan of Donovan's. I think that things are there better quarterbacks in college football. Yes, Caleb Williams is generational, right? Like I'm not I'm not saying that he's there there's there's no way that it could be better. But I am gonna say that like I I think for a guy in his fourth game picking up the offense, Donovan's doing really well. Especially if you go back and look at like what did Clayton look like four games into this, right? Like Guys, guys take time. Quarterback takes a lot of time to learn. We saw WLA out there with some really good speed at receiver against, frankly, a defense that we didn't knew going in didn't have great DB. Had a great front seven, didn't have great DBs. Right. Um, I get why you want it. I get why you guys want to see things move in this positive direction and change. And you know, this is the move that takes us to twelve and two on the season because after this we don't lose. Again. I get wanting to make those quick fix moves. Football is not that game. Again, we may prove me wrong and, and earn this job over the course of time. And frankly, I think it, it takes t- some time to earn those kinds of things. Um, and I will happily eat crow on this podcast when it happens. Happily. Um, I just don't think that this moment is the time to do it. I think it's weird that it feels like it's being forced, or at least the discussion is being forced. I don't know. I don't know. Tell me down below if your comments, because clearly I'm a little perplexed, per- perplexed, so perplexed I can't say the word perplexed. Tell me down in the comments below what you think of the controversy they're potentially brewing on purpose. And thank you so much for making Lock to Goose your first lesson today. Remember, we're doing two episodes today, or one and a half. We got a bonus episode out there. So make sure you check out the other episode today. If you're looking for a third listen of the day, I guess you can listen to Locked on Astros. The Astros are very, 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 very important, crucial part of their season. Go check that one out. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Locked on Cougs. Prime Locked on Podcast Network. That means your team every day. Go Cougs.